going on guys my name is nate this is nate and friends and today uh we're actually going to play some videos i'm going to play uh probably two videos for you guys if you're watching it if you're listening to it you'll be able to hear it um and the videos really um are just going to be more of a conspiracy stuff so today i'm just kind of just going to do some stuff for the conspiracy theorists out there um so we're going to jump right into that here in just a second i'm going to get everything ready for everybody I'm going to get everything ready for everybody, and then we're going to jump into it. So again, this is part one. There is 10 parts. Uh, I might play part one to part three today uh, for you guys. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get right into it. So here you go. Here's part one. We are about to witness one of the greatest events in human history. The world as we know it is crumbling before our very eyes and the majority of the world population is not aware of it. Power structures that have been in place for thousands of years are taken down as we speak. Soon we'll be shown evidence of an elite plan so evil, so all-encompassing, that people will be shocked to the core. This documentary was made to help you deal with what's coming. Is it a good thing? Oh yes! is the best thing that could possibly happen to us. But in order to understand and process the quantum leap that we as humanity are about to take, you must understand the reality, the timeline if you wish, that we as a species were placed in. And believe me, you don't have a clue just yet. The evil I mentioned has been working behind the scenes so intelligently, so brilliantly, that hardly anyone ever noticed a thing. What I'm going to do is first of all give you a short overview of things that made me go, hmm. Things that made me decide to start digging for the truth. We'll take it from there, shall we? Are you ready? Join me on a journey down the rabbit hole. Let's start with the recent forest fires, for instance in California. Did you know that these fires forgot to burn trees? That they were capable of cutting through houses? That they burned trees from the inside out? That they were able to lift cars, tilt them and smash them down? Are you sure these are ordinary forest fires? And how about this one? We live in a world where mercury is considered highly toxic, but not when we inject it into children in absurd quantities. No doubt you've heard about chemtrails. Denied by our governments for a long time, but recently acknowledged and referred to as geoengineering aerosols. They are sprayed into our atmosphere to protect us from global warming. The thing that makes me go hmm, however, is the fact that we're sprayed with heavy metals, which are stored in our brains, where they have proven to cause Alzheimer and Parkinson's disease. And did you know that in many countries, among which my own Holland, we have to explicitly say no to organ donation, for if we don't, 
Our organs will be property of the state as soon as we are declared brain dead. The last time it was arranged this way by law was during the Nazi occupation. Did you know that our current Pope is the first to state that hell does not exist, but the devil does? Isn't it weird that the Vatican's audience hall is full of references to reptilians? Snakes? Serpents? Did you know the Vatican's telescope is called Lucifer? And since when does the Pope make the sign of the devil? Nine eleven. Whereas one bird can cause terrible damage to a plane, on 9-11 two planes managed to cut through steel. A third plane mysteriously disappeared in a building and number four plunged into the earth without leaving any debris or bodies. The planes were piloted by terrorists who only had had a few flying lessons in a small Cessna. Then, there are the horrid attacks on innocent people, in which the same victims can survive up to three different attacks. This lucky young man survived being shot in the head. All he needed was a band-aid. And thank God not all victims are people of flesh and blood. What do you think about this one? Are you a parent? Are you aware of the fact that children cartoons contain subliminal messages of sex and violence? Why? Did you know that fully grown fetuses can be legally aborted in many American states? That advocates of full-term abortion state that unborn babies cannot feel pain? Whereas every doctor knows that the nervous system is the first to develop in fetuses? Is abortion of a fully grown baby not the same as murder? Okay, let's have a look at the migrant caravan. Thousands of people fled their South American homes to look for a better future in the US. The trip covered 2,000 miles in one and a half months in order to be on time for the American midterm elections as a political statement against President Trump. This means they walked an average of 45 miles a day on flip-flops, barefoot, like this and like this. 45 miles a day? Why do Hollywood celebrities promote the use of facial creams containing the foreskin of baby boys? Do you realize that these foreskins are actually sold? That it's a trade? What's next? Drinking baby blood? Now, I'm going to give you five more, although I could go on forever. Counting down, number five. Did you know that diseases such as AIDS, Zika, SARS, 
and Ebola are actually patented? Do you know when something is patented? When it's man-made. Man-made diseases, are you kidding me? Number 4. Your cell phone, laptop, tablet and your TV contain spyware that works 24-7 no matter whether your device is switched on or off. This means you are constantly being monitored. Each and every conversation, whether at home or at work, is recorded. Why? And by whom? Number 3. In 2018, Monsanto known for its genetically modified seeds and crops, plus its poisonous weed killer Roundup, was bought by Bayer, a chemical giant that produces mostly poison. In other words, our food supply is now largely controlled by the producers of carcinogenic poison. Monsanto started off producing Agent Orange, a very powerful and highly toxic chemical used during the Vietnam War to eliminate forest cover and to destroy crops. But it turned out to do just a little bit more than that, causing horrific birth deformities and various types of cancer. According to experts, the fusion of Monsanto and Bayer was the perfect match made in hell. Number 2. In 2018, Hillary Clinton admitted that she deleted 33,000 emails from a private server used as Secretary of State. Not only that, she used a hammer to smash her cell phones, SIM cards and hard drives. Any further evidence that could have been used against her in a court of law was destroyed by fire that conveniently started in the office of a mansion. Did she actually get away with that? And last but not least, number one, President Obama received the 2009 Nobel Peace Prize only months after his inauguration. Why, for God's sake? He came from nowhere and had achieved nothing at the time. In the following eight years, he invaded seven countries and dropped a bomb every 20 minutes. Who on earth was on that Nobel committee? The world is not what you think. And guess what all of these things have in common? They were completely ignored by the mainstream media. Not one news channel covered or questioned any of it. And just when I thought I'd seen it all, this became president of the US. I always thought there were two political sides in life, left and right. Left was for the common people, right was for the rich. But I soon found out that my ideas did not reflect reality at all. Obama seemed to have enchanted everybody, including myself, with his good looks and charms. But like I said, he invaded seven countries. He was a Democrat, for God's sake. And Democrat Bill Clinton went from one sex scandal to the next, lying under oath and getting away with it. Maybe left and right were simply two wings of the same bird? In spite of my leftist upbringing and background and my fierce opposition against Trump, I decided to give him the benefit of the doubt. But how did he get elected in the first place? Just before the elections, WikiLeaks arose. 
Founded by Julian Assange in 2006, WikiLeaks is a giant online library of the world's most censored documents, obtained by whistleblowers at the highest level. Much information deals with war, spying and corruption. Now, just before the presidential elections, WikiLeaks published highly incriminating evidence of the corruption within the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton presidential campaign. So, what happened? That happened. On January 20, 2017, Donald J. Trump was inaugurated as President of the United States of America. But how did WikiLeaks obtain the evidence of the Clinton corruption? It was leaked by an employee of the Democratic National Committee, Seth Rich, who was subsequently found dead with two bullets in his back. Who killed Seth Rich? We will find out in the next episodes. What do we have for now? Donald Trump as President of the US. And then, out of nowhere, arose the enigma of Q. On October 28, 2017, a mysterious post was placed on 4chan, an anonymous internet bulletin board. It contained nothing but codes. This was the beginning of a new phenomenon. The Q posts, soon to be transferred to A-chan due to hacking, became more and more intriguing and popular among the so-called QAnons, anonymous people who are wary of the lies of the mainstream media and who've gone searching for the truth using other news outlets on the internet. I will get into the identity of Q later on in this documentary. Q communicates with the people by means of the Q posts, drops or crumbs that we, the Anons, pick up and decipher. The Q crumbs portray a better world without wars, treason and corruption. A world after the Great Awakening. Q uses words and short sentences that keep coming back. Sometimes the cue drops are short and to the point. Initials are used instead of full names. Sometimes they contain a lot of information. And sometimes combinations of letters and numbers are used for us to rearrange. The cue clock was introduced and it took us quite some time to figure out how to read it. And then there was the cue map containing an incredible amount of vital information. The map was made by Dylan Lewis Munro. It contains an overview of the true history of mankind and its covert power structures. Q is not a cult, as suggested by opponents. After all, it tells us not what to think or what to do. It merely gives us questions, clues and riddles. We need to do the research in order to find the answers. And that is how we discover the truth. Through this research, I've come to find out more about American and global politics than I'd ever dreamed of. 
I was never really interested in politics, but the Q-drops opened my eyes to a whole new world, a world of secret societies, secret services within secret services, and secret deals made on a grand scale. A world with shadow governments, with an excessively rich 1% of the world population that actually runs the world. Not our political leaders, not our presidents, but a very small group that we refer to as the Illuminati or Cabal. I learned about an evil master plan to completely dominate the world. And the ordinary people like you and I? We know nothing. We get up in the morning, we go to work, we pay our bills and our taxes, we watch TV and go to bed, not knowing that there's a battle being fought over our heads for world dominance, a battle between good and evil. This is what Q is pointing out to us, but we the Anons have to do the research, and we do like nerds, like an army of digital autists, we connect the dots. There is a war going on for world dominance, for the absolute submission of the masses. How is this achieved? By the constant waging of war, by the introduction of the Federal Reserve Bank and central banks, by trafficking drugs, oil and people. The only two American presidents who try to break down the power of the elite, beginning with the banks by printing their own interest-free, debt-free money, thus bypassing the Federal Reserve System, were Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy. What else did they have in common? They got murdered. Now, why are the banks so important? What exactly is the Federal Reserve and its central banks? The Federal Reserve is the central bank system of the US. And in spite of the very misleading word federal, the Federal Reserve and all central banks around the world are privately owned. They are not government institutions. They are owned by some of the most wealthy and influential families in the world two of which are close to the top of the power pyramid, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. The Federal Reserve was set up in 1913 after quite a bit of opposition from the US government and some very wealthy people, such as Benjamin Guggenheim, from a very influential mining family, Isidore Strauss, head of Macy's department stores and politician, and John Jacob Astor, businessman, inventor, and probably one of the wealthiest men at that time. The wealth of these three men in those days was approximately $500 million, which today would amount to something like 11 billion. These men were so rich, they could not be bought, not by any bank. What else did they have in common? Apart from money, power, and opposing the creation of the US Federal Reserve, they all died on April 15, 1912, when the ship they traveled on hit an iceberg and disappeared in the cold ocean. Coincidence? Let's just say the Titanic disaster was highly convenient. The rest of the opposition was easily cornered 
U.S. Congress was bypassed. The Fed was created illegally, unconstitutionally, something not many people are aware of. Let's have a look at the visible top of the power pyramid. There we have the Rothschild family. In short, this family owns most of the world. They own each and every central bank. They own the Federal Reserve. They control the International Monetary Fund. They control the World Health Organization. They financed both parties of every war since the war against Napoleon. They financed the Bolshevik Revolution. They financed Hitler and the Nazis. They financed the production of IBM's punching machines for an efficient prosecution of the Jews by the Nazis. And they had equities in Exxon and IG Farben, the dealers of Zyklon B gas for the Nazi gas chambers. The estimated net worth of the Rothschild family is $500 billion. When you have that much money in power, you can poke the chest of the Crown Prince of Great Britain like he's your bitch. And when you oppose their power and try to stop them from taking over your banking system by setting up a central bank in your country that loans money to you at insane interest rates that you can never pay back so that your country becomes the eternal slave to the Rothschild banking system as happened to every country around the world, you are either ousted or killed. Your country will be invaded and blown to smithereens in the name of democracy, supported by the mainstream media that portrays you as a dictator. The same applies to those who refuse to accept the almighty US petrodollar. Oh, and there's much more, but we'll leave that for another time. The Rothschilds are not the only ones dominating the world. They are just part of the 1%, the elite. Another family of great influence are the Rockefellers. They made their initial fortune through oil. That fortune led to massive industrial influence. Influence in American politics, the banking system, and the pharmaceutical industry. They founded schools and universities, leaving a huge imprint on what should and should not be taught to our children and students. The Rockefellers further expanded their tentacles of power into the medical world and into hospitals. They now own the Rockefeller University with its Academy of Medicine and the Academy of Sciences, the International Health Foundation, the American Cancer Society, the Drug Trust, the American Medical Association, and the FDA. Everything was in the hands of the Rockefellers. They further infiltrated the educational and medical system by means of the Rockefeller Foundation, giving grants to specific research programs, such as the research and development of vaccines. For instance, against Ebola, yellow fever, Zika, the flu, and Gardasil, which was further developed and promoted by billionaire and partner in crime Bill Gates. Every case of dangerous side effects such as miscarriage, autism, 
sterility, seizures, paralysis, and death was brought before the FDA and cleared. And all of the above was promoted by doctors and the media where the Rockefellers had placed their representatives at the highest levels. Even presidents assured us it was safe. All use of alternative healing was demonized and prohibited, while the treatment with drugs and the drug dependency were pushed down the political agenda. The Rockefellers were also responsible for adding the toxic chemical waste product fluoride to our water and toothpaste. And as usual, the media spread lies about its healing qualities. No doctor or dentist ever tested its efficacy. They simply told their patients what they'd been taught at the Rockefeller institutions. Yet another field of interest was the genetic manipulation of crops. The Rockefellers own millions of shares of Monsanto stock, as does their partner Bill Gates. Their mutual interest in eugenics, which aims at improving the genetic quality of the human population, will come as no surprise. Back in Nazi Germany, the Rockefellers financed the horrific eugenics experiments performed on Jewish people, trying to create a superior master race. So, in short, Two very powerful families that rule the world and its population are the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. And guess what? They are not even the most powerful. There are other families that exceed the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, both in money and in power. But I will not go any deeper into that at this stage. We'll save that for later, shall we? There's one more man I want to put in the limelight right now. George Soros described by the mainstream media as investor and philanthropist. His net worth? $25 billion. Soros was born in Hungary. After World War II, he moved to England and then on to the US, where he made a fortune with his hedge funds and his merciless ways to manipulate the financial market, using crises to further increase his own wealth and expand his power. He prides himself in taking no responsibility for his actions and the destruction he caused to literally millions of people. I quote, I am here to make money. I cannot and do not look at the social consequences of what I do. Soros strikes me for his choice of funding. For example, NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. Their goal and their slogan Sex before eight, before it's too late. This is the mascot. Why does this great benefactor support a pedophile club such as Numbla? Then there's Antifa, the anti-fascist movement. When we look at their actions, we see nothing but violence. They show great resemblance with fascism, which is rather strange for an anti-fascist movement. Even one of their flags is weird in that sense. Why would anyone finance such a thing? The same goes for Black Lives Matter. 
Why sponsor a movement that pretends to be left-wing but shows nothing but riots and violence in practice? Do you want to know what we're dealing with here? Then follow me to part three. All right. Well, there's uh, two videos there uh, for everyone. Um, interesting videos. Uh, interesting. If you're listening, it's interesting audio. And like I said, I'm not like a crazy conspiracy theorist or anything like that. I do think that the government does interesting things sometimes. Um, I feel like the news puts out certain media while the government's doing things in the background. Um this this isn't me saying, hey, believe everything that you're listening to or everything that you're watching, but this is just me putting some content out there. Maybe for you guys to open your mind a little bit. I don't know. Open your mind and just think about different stuff. So I uh, hope you guys appreciated uh, <clears throat> this episode, and uh, I'll definitely see you guys on the next one. Thank you guys for watching Nate and Friends. I really appreciate you guys listening and watching. Be sure to subscribe, like, ding the bell. Do all that normal good jazz, and I'll see you guys on the next one.